So we're going through um, the prayer course series by Pete Gray, and we come to uh, a week called Contemplative Prayer, or Contemplation. And it's quite a fancy word, but I wonder if you've ever thought about what contemplation is. And first of all, we're going to look at what it is, and I want to recommend that picture again. Richard Foster, um, it's one that Pete Craig recommends, um, previous prayer course. Richard Foster, um, titled Prayer, Finding the Heart's True Home. And so some of the quotes that I give you've got to come directly from Pete Craig, they come the actual books that he recommends. And there's a chapter in the book uh, called Contemplation, and I'm just going to give you a couple of quotes um, from the book here. They'll come up on the screen about contemplative prayer. We have become like old shoes, all worn out except for the tongue. Contemplative prayer is the one discipline that can free us from our addiction to words. Progress in intimacy with God means progress towards silence. Richard Foster's book came out in the 80s, and even over many years ago, that was 40 years ago, perhaps, he's talking about how we've become so busy, consumed with noise and words, that perhaps this idea of contemplating prayer is the most hardest for us to grasp and to grow in, because it goes against everything. Everything in our culture, when we have a few minutes of silence, it feels awkward, doesn't it? Imagine sitting in silence for one minute, two minutes, three minutes. We want someone to speak. Why is no one speaking? Four minutes. It goes on and on. But contemplative prayer is the prayer of silence. You see, with prayer, it's meant to be a two way thing, isn't it? We talk to God. And God talks back. Or he's meant to. But the challenge for all of us, and for myself, is to grasp the fact that we have a God who speaks. And he wants us to listen. Psalm 46, verse 1 says, Be still and know that I am God. And I love the way that um, Bono, Bono is the lead singer of the band U2, who's also got a Christian faith. He translates that verse as, sit down, shut up, and let God love you. Sit down, shut up, and let God love you. Contemplative prayer is one of those things that we all desperately desperately needs to grow in. The church, not just our church, but the church in general, needs to get to a place where it can hear God's voice. And we've been thinking about that throughout our prayer series and through Pete Craig's new book, How to Hear God. And God speaks in a variety of ways, but our job is to recognise when he's speaking. How? He's speaking. It's interesting that Josephine brought up Isaiah 55, because that's a chapter that God spoke to me through. And 
It's not God saying, come to me with your ears wide open. Listen, and you will find life. Listen, and you will find life. Contemplative prayer is about listening. Listening to God, the other forms of prayer that we've looked at so far, I think about us talking to God, us using words and speaking out our prayers to God, which is how most of us probably think of prayer, isn't it? Talking to God. But contemplative prayer is different. It's a prayer towards silence. We go on to the next slide, see. He read in this, in this uh, session, he talks about how when he started the prayer course, so he started the prayer movement, 24-7 prayer, when they first started, it was all about speaking to God, praying for breakthrough, intercessory prayer, seeing the miracles, and they were seeing that. But then as, as the prayer course, as the movement sort of evolved, he realised that actually their weakness was contemplative prayer. They, they used to press in the breakthrough and press into God, see God do miracles, see God break addictions, and, and they saw all that. But there were seasons actually where they didn't, and they had to learn how to come down and listen. Listen to God. And it's interesting when he talks about that, he actually says, look, I'm still on a journey with that. Contemplative prayer is about stilling your heart and listening to God. And this is what he, he talks about in this session. He says, contemplative prayer is about the love of God and deep friendship with Him, a silent enjoyment of God's presence. And, and he says that there's always like three stages of reflecting on God's love, reflecting, meditating on God's love. In the Bible, it talks about meditate, meditate, think, think. But meditation is a biblical word, and so often we, we come up with images of what meditation is these days. But we know that meditation is good for our health. But meditation, meditating on God's love, thinking about God's love. Silent meditation. And then Pete Gregg says that this is what's different with contemplative prayer. It's experiential rather than logical. Feelings come to the fore. Now, for some of us here, that might be quite a strange thing to think about because some of us are perhaps more in tune with our reasoning and our intellect, and we want to. Reason, that's the way that we're wired. Some of us are more experiential, like myself, feelings and emotions. And what people are saying is that this type of prayer goes beyond reason and goes beyond logic. It's actually a deeper and more intimate form of prayer when, when feelings come to the fore. Come to the fore and Pete Greg talks about the different church fathers and people from centuries ago who talk about almost like this ecstasy, this deep intimacy with God. And it's something that, if I'm honest, it always sounds very alien. And you want to relegate that to 
hundreds of years ago, before they had TV, and before they had technology, and before they had all this other stuff. But actually, what Pete Gregg is saying is we need to recapture some of these traditions. We need to recapture some of these things. If we want to hear God, and we want to deepen our friendship with Him and our relationship we need to we need to think about what we're doing and how we're spending our time. And we always have to have those disciplines in place if we want to hear the voice of God. And, and this is the, the point is that getting to that place of contemplating prayer is not easy. It's not easy. And Richard Foster talks about in this book that actually it's a hard discipline to grow it. And it's one that actually takes a lot of patience. We have to start very small. But it's vital if we are to hear the voice of God. And we are to hear God. And so that's why people think it's so important about no words. Being still. And just allowing yourself to wait on God and to deepen your friendship with him over time. Next slide, please. I just want to do focus on two verses actually. They're actually the two verses that keep grace given for this century. And it's these verses here. So I'll just touch on the first one. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the end. Then Psalm 19 verse 14. May these words of my mouth and this meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, Lord, my rock and my redeemer. These verses, David, what David's talking about, he's talking about the heart, isn't he? He's talking a lot of his psalms about the heart, what is going on in the heart, and he's asking God, may the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you. And so as we think about contemplative prayer, this is perhaps one that I certainly need to take hold of. And for us as a church, that if we want to see God bring fruit and blessing and life and growth into the life of this church, we need to be moving towards a place where we are deliberately calming our time to listen to the voice of God. God wants to bring life and life to the full. And He wants to do that in our own lives and in our own hearts. And He wants to do it through us into the lives of others. He wants other people to experience the grace and the love of God. Now I think what God wants us to do 
is to get to a deeper understanding of his love for us and our love for others so that we can go out and share his love encourage others speak life to others and as we wait on God we will get God's heart for people, we will get his heart for situations we will get his heart for his church and we will start to think and feel what God thinks and what God feels for people in situations next slide These are the, I guess, the practical <coughs> takeaways, I, I, I guess, from, from what Pete Gregg talks about in this session. And Pete Gregg freely admits that contemplation is probably the hardest form of prayer because we're in a constant battle with wealth and noise. Meditation. We meditate on who God is, we think about his love for us. We meditate on the Bible verse, meditate on God's words. Meditation leads to contemplation. And then down to communion. This is what Peter says, an experience of the presence of God. We become infectious with his presence. So it's not for us, it's not for our benefit. So that we can just have a, a lovely time. It's for the benefit of others. It's so that we can go out and reflect God more and His love and His glory and His purposes. It's not, it's not just so that we can hold on to it and say, oh look, you know, I'm icy spiritual. It's so that others can be blessed. Prayer at its simplest is asking God for stuff. Prayer at its best is a two-way conversation. Prayer at its deepest is communion, silent, loving relationship with God. And I'm very powerful. Very powerful. I'm somewhere simply we all go through those stages, right? Some of us and I like me myself that we go through seasons we just ask God for stuff. Prayer at its best is a two-way conversation. Deepest communion. It's about growing, isn't it? We get to that place where we can have that communion with God. We can enjoy His presence. And we can go deeper in our relationship with Him. As I come to a close, I think about the amount of times in the scriptures all the way through the Old Testament, it says, when you, hear, when you hear his voice, don't harden your hearts. When you hear his voice, don't harden your hearts. And, and that's what happened so much to God's people. In, in the Israelite, the, the nation of Israel, they got themselves into such difficulty because they hardened their hearts and they didn't want to hear God anymore. And so God went, off you go then. Off you go to exile. But the beauty of God is that he's a God full of grace. God full of grace. And he says, even though I've sent you off, 
college wants to stand up. I'm still not done with you yet. I'm still not done with you yet. Even though, even though you've hardened your heart so many times, even though you refuse to listen to my voice, I will still redeem you and I will still call you back. And that is the story of Isaiah chapter 55. It is. A God who restores and a God who calls us back. But friends, contemplated prayer will be the biggest challenge to us as a church and to us in our world full of noise is can we go deeper? Can we grow? Can we learn to listen to God's voice personally and collectively so that God can grow us and use us more powerfully? For his kingdom. Why don't we pray together? Father, when we think of contemplative prayer, we often think that's for spiritual giants. We often think that's for the one to live in non- what we call redundancy. I don't know what it's called, confidence, but Lord, you want us to grow and to continue to learn and discover how great your love is and how much you want to spend time with us and you want us to listen to you. And Father, forgive me for the times when I've failed to listen to your voice. Forgive us, Lord, for the times when we fail to listen to your voice. We thank you, God, that you forgive us and that you always give us another chance. And just like this, our Lord, you you redeemed them and you brought them back. And so we thank you, Lord, that you never ever give up on us. But Lord, may we be teachable, have humble hearts, have teachable spirits, and may we thirst for you. We thank you, Lord, that the writer that in Isaiah 55 listen and you will find life. Lord, your desire is that we listen so that we can find life. Life. And Father, we all need life. Because that's what Jesus came to bring life to the Father, may you walk out of here eager to learn more, to think about what we've heard this morning from Josephine. Help us to put into practice, Lord, what you want us to put into practice. And help us to remember that we start small, that as long as we make those steps, you'll be with us along the way, guiding us, leading us, and shaping us. So we thank you, Jesus. We thank you for your your love, Holy Spirit. Amen. Two. Feel free, you might want to sit, listen to the lyrics, but this time it's for you and for